Blooming Beauties Podcast, episode number 15. Hi, and welcome to Blooming Beauties Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Kim, your host. Our studio phone number is 312-957-7087. For those of you who are new to my show, here's a little bit about me and why I'm podcasting. I'm coming to you from the Chicagoland area. I have a heart for people and I really want to make a difference for others. I sell skincare, health, and wellness products, and my clients often ask me great questions about how to care for their skin or how to be more healthy. I thought this would be a good forum to help people. Each week I'll offer a different topic. I do want to be clear and say that I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to give medical advice or diagnose medical conditions. I'm using this podcast not to sell you products, but to bring you information. I believe we are our own best advocates for our health. I think it's important for us to acquire knowledge that allows us to ask better questions and expect better answers from our healthcare providers. We should be more in charge of our own health, and I hope I can help you with that here. Hi, it's been, I think, two weeks since my last podcast, and I'm noticing that it's getting harder for me to do these shows once a week mainly because of my busy schedule. I'm involved in a lot of things, and while I do love it, um, it's fulfilling and it makes my life interesting and meaningful. Uh, it does make me busy, and it's been harder to do these shows once a week. So I think I'm going to try doing my shows every two to three weeks and then see if that helps loosen things up. I also wanted you to know my new schedule and that it might be a little less frequent, but I am still here. My last podcast, I talked about detoxing, and I wanted to let you know that I did start that, and I've been doing pretty well. I've had a couple setbacks, but I'm reminding myself that this is a lifestyle change for me, not just a four-week thing. So I'm happy with my progress as long as I'm moving forward, and then when I have a setback, I just pick up where I left off. I've also found some great products to help me with my goals and getting healthier, and I will talk about those. But first, I want to introduce a special guest that I have in the studio today. It's my friend Jerry. We've known each other since 1993, I think. I think it was 93. That's when I met Chris. So I'm thinking uh, Chris is my husband. So when I met Chris, I met Jerry because they were friends. Um, I think high school buddies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Jerry, welcome. Uh Thanks for having me here. (laughs) Um, He's visiting with us today and staying for dinner, and I've made a vegan dinner today for Jerry because he has been living a vegan life for how many Uh, years? I'd say it's going on six now. I uh, became a vegan back in 2005. Before that, I was a vegetarian for a number of years going back to 1995. Oh, okay. Um, I find it... Very interesting to hear how people live healthy, and I'm more aware of different eating lifestyles now because of the, probably because of the past five years I've had to live peanut and wheat-free due to my own allergies. Avoiding peanuts has been really easy, but avoiding uh, wheat has been a lot more challenging. I was experiencing hive breakouts off and on for probably about two years before I actually went to a doctor to figure out what was going on. When the hive breakouts became more severe and they became daily, that was when I knew something was going on. So some of us change our eating habits due to allergies, and then some of us alter our eating habits for other reasons. So Jerry, I'm curious, um, what got you started on your vegan path? Well, that's an interesting question. I think there are uh, a number of different reasons, and they all kind of came up concurrently. They didn't necessarily 
come one after the other. Uh, I noticed uh, before I went vegan um, that I was having problems with sinus headaches and congestion, and I had pretty severe sinus headaches, even to the point where I actually would have to call in sick to work because they were that severe. Um, and I noticed, and I was just thinking about that for a moment. I thought, well, okay, why is this happening? Why am I having these sort of problems? And I thought, well, it probably had something to do with my diet. And I always thought back to like whenever I had a cold or or, or that sort of problem, what did I get rid of uh, get rid of from my diet to help with that? And usually I got rid of dairy. So I thought, well, what if I even though I don't have a cold, why don't I just go ahead and get rid of dairy out of my diet and see how that affects my health, especially concerning these headaches. And when I did that, they went away. These problems went away. Now, what made you even consider removing dairy when you had the the headaches or the congestion? Well, because they were sinus-oriented, uh, and that made me think, well, if, this is, if they're sinus-oriented, sinus then they're probably caused by excess mucus. So... Uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, what causes excess mucus? And I had read in the past that, you know, dairy is a very mucus-producing uh, food. So I thought, well, since I know that when I get uh, uh, when I have a cold, I'm already dealing with ex- excess mucus, so adding the dairy in would have only, uh, would have only uh, triggered more problems. So I just went ahead and said, well, based on that reasoning, I would take it out of my diet. Okay, so you noticed a difference then? Yeah, I, I'm. I, I wouldn't say almost immediately, but very quickly afterwards, I was just not having the issues with um, congestion, with that that kind of buildup you have in the sinuses that is just feels like there's so much pressure. Just mm-hmm. you know, um, that that sort of situation. I didn't. I didn't run into that anymore when I got rid of dairy. Okay. Okay, so so that was one of the things that yeah. I guess started to help you realize that altering your diet had an effect, a, a pretty big effect on your body. Right, then. right. So right. did you no- start then incorporating other things, and you started noticing more benefits? Is that kind of how how you got started on that? Well, it's an interesting thing because, as I said before, I went vegetarian back in '95, and I mainly went vegetarian for ethical reasons because I felt that eating meat was. Uh, was cruel to animals and I think also, by extension, cruel to the planet for a lot of different reasons. But um, I never made a connection with dairy or any, any of the other animal products that I was eating. I just kind of saw that it, the, the main issue was eating meat. And so I, 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 I got rid of that. But um, And uh, for a while, actually, the last couple of years before 2005, I was actually back to more of an omnivore diet. I had kind of gotten away from vegetarianism. And then I uh, ran into some uh, friends who really were into veganism and really uh, got something out of it. And they were doing it for ethical reasons, which made me reevaluate why I went vegetarian in the first place. So I went ahead and said, you know what? If I'm going to do the ethical thing in regards to animal welfare and, and, and that sort of philosophy, I should probably go all the way and just go vegan. And that's what I did. But in, in before doing that, I had had that kind of dairy experiment, and I noticed that, that that had actually helped things. So it just made me – it just kind of convinced me not only from an ethical standpoint but also from a health 
uh, standpoint that that this diet would be better for me. Okay. Okay. So um, so when you got started, it sounds like you started, to, you were already taking steps mm-hmm. heading in that direction. So yeah. it wasn't, so do you think you kind of went vegan cold turkey or do you think you, the fact that you were vegetarian for a little while, then you were kind of eliminating dairy. So you were kind of slowly moving in that direction. Well, I think it was funny how the whole, and it's hard for me to remember exactly how the sequence went, but uh, I, I do think I was definitely in 2005, before I went vegan, I was looking at certain things I was eating and, 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 and how they were affecting me. And, uh, and I did do the dairy experiment and then came into, you know, just my kind of my, my, um, decision on my philosophy regarding veganism. And so I, I went ahead and, 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 and so I guess what I'm basically saying is that it's, it was it maybe started with more of an issue of uh, with health issues and especially with uh, sinus problems. But then I really started delving into the ethical aspect of that, uh, lifestyle choice, because as a vegan, there are people that are dietary vegans, but there are also people that are ethical vegans and they like eschew things like uh, animal products in, in their, um, their toiletries and, and other things like that. They also stay away from leather, silk, and wool. So these would be ethical vegans. That would be okay. the ethical thing. That would be the ethical um, uh, approach to veganism. There are people that are dietary, and they, they do it for the reasons based on um, lower cholesterol, less occurrence of diabetes, um, cancer, heart disease. And so, but they still might be walking around wearing leather shoes. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of a, that's a sort of a different way of uh, approaching veganism. I approached it from, I guess, would you say a a total standpoint, a total uh, philosophical standpoint saying that if I'm going to shoe the actual uh, products that I eat that are, uh, that are animal based, then I'm going to go all the way and, and just stay away from animal products altogether. Because I feel I feel that number one, it's better for the animals, and I also think it's better for the earth. Mm-hmm. So was it hard? Did you find it hard at first? Um, because I had done ve- not, not so I'm sorry. Because I had done vegetarianism earlier on, I was kind of already acquainted with uh, some of the issues as far as like when you go to restaurants and what to order, what not to order, and as far as shopping is concerned. Obviously, when you're an ovo lacto vegetarian, it's much easier, but but the process of kind of filtering things out, reading labels, knowing what's in products and what's not in products, I'd already kind of had a head start when I was vegetarian. Uh, but veganism, it, it kind of it kind of really focuses that because you really do read all the labels and you read all the products and you you look for things like casein, lactose, and things that you if you you looked at it, you you, you just thought they were some sort of product that was just added in. You didn't really understand where its source was or where it came from. But when you become vegan, you become aware of these because if, if you're really uh, into it and want to know where, um, how to do it the, the best way possible to have that diet done in the best way possible, then you really have to go out of your way and find out these things that are added to products uh, uh, that you find in the store that are not uh, vegan-friendly. Okay. Um, my experience with... Um eliminating wheat from my diet, I also had to start learning what those other names, other chemical names were that 
that might be fancier or different names for wheat. So I had Mm -hmm. to start being a lot more diligent with reading my labels. But then I also had to learn that going out to eat, I think, is hard. Yeah. Because one of the things that, you know, I don't know if people think about is that sauces, and especially soups, can sometimes be thickened Mm -hmm. with wheat and... um, Chinese food, uh, actually, would, I don't really eat that too much because soy sauce, I mean, mm. wheat usually is, with wheat, yeah. yeah. Um, so you just have to, so I can understand that, having to mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. fine-tune it and get better at, at label reading. Right. Um, so how has it been going out for restaurants? Because I think that's probably, for me, the hardest part because there can be so many hidden things that if you're not really aware of how things are made it can it can be hard to to know mm-hmm. so do you have certain res- restaurants that you frequent or have you gotten um keen enough to know what's in stuff well um i think in regards to that question for me the thing is i i, I mean you, it, part of it is really research and and knowing uh uh what Things are out there at, and asking questions of the wait staff, and, uh, and 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 having a having them know what you're talking about, basically. And when you say you're vegan, well, for some people, that's like that's like saying you're you're a Martian. Right. I mean, what is it? You know, I mean, what I mean, what what does that entail? And so you break it down. You say, well, no, vegans don't eat these products. You know, and they don't, you know, and you may mention certain things. But I find that for myself, what I usually end up doing a lot of times is frequenting frequenting uh, particular restaurants in the area where I live and, and that I know that they, number one, understand what a vegan is. Mm-hmm. Number two, will make sure that those products are not in my food. Mm-hmm. So I find that just out of, you know... The convenience of it, and not having to go through the hassle of saying, "Okay, I don't eat this, but I eat that," and da 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 da. And then I, you know, I, if I look for new restaurants, I will look to see if the review will say it's vegan friendly, or if they 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 know about it, or maybe it's run by a vegan or something like that. Um, so you look for those things too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if choices are perhaps a little bit easier in a more urban environment than suburban. Uh, Urban as opposed to uh, suburban and rural, I would definitely say yeah. so because uh, <clears throat> I think your choices uh, food-wise are a bit more traditional in uh, suburban and rural areas. That they, those the concepts of uh, vegetarianism and veganism haven't permeated as 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 deeply as they do in uh, urban areas. So I think people who are changing your diet and they're in areas that are away from urban centers probably do have to look into becoming better cooks or or having more cookbooks and more more access to things of that nature. But the thing is, even when you go to the store, going back to what we said before, you have to read those labels. I can't stress that enough because I even now, occasionally, because I haven't been on top of reading labels, will find things that's like, oh, I didn't see this product. It had like, And it may be just like, one tenth of a percent of some sort of dairy or or egg product, mm-hmm. and it's like, but it it goes back to due diligence and just you know keeping at it and 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 knowing what is out there that you can eat that it not only compromises your diet but may compromise your health as well. Mm-hmm. So now, if you 
happen to eat something and it's got egg or dairy or something in it, do you notice it? I mean, have you been away from it long enough? Because I've found that um, I'm probably 90, 95% vegetarian. I mm-hmm. will occasionally eat fish. That's the only meat that I eat. But I do eat eggs. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I've found that, I mean, not that I eat stuff. I mean, I'm I'm good about knowing what not to eat mm-hmm. but every now and then i remember um i think we'd gotten a pie from somewhere and i just had a taste of the crust and i can't explain it but there was just something in there where i thought okay it has i don't know if there was lard in it maybe mm-hmm. but i could tell mm-hmm. it's like okay i'm not eating this because it has a, a strange weird funky mm-hmm. meat taste i don't know i'm very i You're think sensitive. because i've yeah I'm, i've been away from it for so long i don't like the smell of it i don't like i don't like looking at it i don't mm-hmm. like the taste you know and i'm just wondering since you've been away from all of that do you notice it if you maybe are at a restaurant and then all of a sudden there's something in there that you didn't realize well i mean if there's something that has uh dairy in it that's like a cream or, or cheese i mean you can definitely tell a difference as opposed to something that would have a it would be like a, a soy equivalent or what have you but um for me Luckily, I haven't really run into that problem too much in restaurants. And the other thing, too, is if I usually come across an item that has a dairy or egg product, byproduct in it, um, there's such it's such low levels that it would be kind of hard for me to, uh, to really uh, feel it. Okay. Now, if I were to eat a piece of cheese or have a glass of milk, I would imme- I would immediately feel it, and yeah. I would I would know, and I would just you know start getting congested, and it would be like oh, mm. but I mean, usually I mean you can see what a, what a piece of cheese or a, a glass of milk, and you know I can't have that, so it's like so those little things. I have not had really had a problem with that. Okay, so let's talk about the benefits. What kind of benefits have you seen? I mean, you've talked about the headaches and the sinus congestion and that that's gone away. Um, what other benefits have you seen? Well, uh, generally I have clearer skin. Mm-hmm. Um, not perfectly clear because I s- still have things in my diet that are probably not the best for me. Uh, you know, bad habits are hard to break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, um, but I do find that, you know, just kind of the general breakouts, r- red spots and that sort of thing uh, aren't nearly as uh, prevalent. And um, I think that would be one of the, the main things uh, that I, I noticed from from uh, getting rid of animal products out of my diet. Um, How about like increased energy or, you know, maybe clearer thinking or, you know, any of those kinds of things? I, I kind of noticed um, when I was, when I was uh, younger and I, was eating a diet that had the milk and, and the dairy and the meat and all that. I would like, for example, make uh, ground beef and, and, and macaroni and cheese and mix it all together. And then when I'd eat after, after I'd eat a meal like that, I would feel like, like a ton of bricks had just fallen on me. I just, just no energy whatsoever because my body was just so overwhelmed with breaking it down. I find that when I eat vegan meals, especially meals that are uh, a lot more nutritionally balanced because you can, unfortunately, being a vegan, eat junk food as a vegan and you don't get as much um, energy out of what you eat. But if I eat a well-balanced meal and a veganism, I'll feel yeah more definitely more energy and I will not usually feel like I'm like 
going to go into a coma or something. Oh, so so like a sluggish or lethargic feeling. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. I mean that if, if it, I, but I think that's also with any food that you eat isn't that's not really nutrient rich. And mm-hmm. if you eat too much of it, you're going to just feel lethargic and run down. But if you, especially if you're eating something that has meat and dairy in it or a lot of dairy, you know, it's just you just feel like like the wind's been knocked out of you. Yeah, I've noticed, for me, I've noticed when I mix cheese and starch or like cheese wow. with pasta and it just doesn't sit right. I've noticed that. Well, yeah, yeah that's another thing I, sometimes I noticed. And I think that was one of the things with dairy that got I, I kind of got away from as well is that I was finding that the there was definitely digestive problems. I wasn't like as bad as people who have like full-on lactose intolerance that, you know, have you know, a lot of cramps, but it just didn't feel right after I had something with a lot of cheese in it. Okay. So what do you think were or are your biggest oh, challenges? And I, oh, I, I, sure. I did want to bring up, uh, and I'm going to do this in a sensitive way, but the re- re- regularity issues, if I yes. can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a lot better when I became vegan. Okay. Uh, it was definitely just, you know, uh, eating the other way. It That just... To be blunt about it, I was just wasn't as regular. Well, and I would think being vegan, you're going to focus more on fruits and vegetables and whole grains, grains and yeah. you're not going to be eating some of that heavy. I think a lot of the dairy yeah. kind of makes the colon sluggish and oh, meat. Yeah, very much. I know oh, sits there. Yeah. So I, I would imagine vegan just lends itself to being yeah. higher fiber anyway, because, but, because well, and lighter. But, right. Well, because basically the food's moving through your digestive tract a lot quicker than 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 the meat or the dairy would do i mean dairy that that i mean because it's such a load on your system to break it down and it takes so much longer because there's very heavy proteins in there and that then then you have to use extra enzymes it's it draws a lot of resources from your body to break those heavy proteins down so with veganism you do get proteins i mean you have but you get proteins from like legumes well proteins pretty much in everything but you're getting them from sources that aren't laden with a lot of fat and they're not and and then they're proteins that are more more easy for the body to access i believe okay so any challenges do you find anything challenging with this or are you pretty comfortable and it feels pretty easy well, no, I mean, I can honestly say that I will die a vegan because I just find that for me, it's a, re- it's a rewarding lifestyle, not only from a health standpoint, but also from, um, you know, basically a moral philosophical standpoint that I feel that I'm in, in doing what I'm doing with veganism, I'm, I'm, I'm actually helping the earth. I'm helping and I'm helping animals by the way I live. Mm-hmm. Animals are not having to go through cruel conditions and die uh, because of the lifestyle choices I've made. Uh, so that is in itself a reward. And then also the re- the reward of, you know, again, not being so sluggish, not having these breakouts, not having sinus problems and headaches. Um, I mean, I haven't had perfect health, but there was a, a, a point for about two years, two and a half years, Especially when I'd really tuned up my diet to be more uh, more raw foods and and more um, healthier foods, I found that I didn't have any problems with catching anything. I didn't catch any colds mm. or flus or any of that sort of thing. So stronger immune system. I believe so. And I but but again, to to get that, I really have to focus and and point out that it it's not just saying I'm eliminating dairy and I'm eliminating meat out of my diet. Uh, or, or, or your chicken or fish, 
what have you, out of my diet. It's also I'm taking in the fresh fruits and vegetables, trying to buy organic uh, produce when when possible, uh, having a whole grain. Uh, you know, get like get the whole wheat bread or the breads that have multigrain, um, and and also maybe not eating as much bread. Mm-hmm. I think too, because because even that because the starches can can be a bit of a challenge sometimes too. At least for me, it has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, uh, a lot of fiber, a lot of water content in in your diet is going to help keep um, the body cleaner and less prone towards contracting you know, infectious disease. Because, I mean, like I said, for two and a half years, not a cold, not a flu, nothing. Yeah, that's great. Wow, this this has been really uh, helpful, really interesting. I'm so glad that you've been able to be here and I've enjoyed talking with you and hearing about, uh, you know, how this has gone for you. Any last words for our listeners? Uh, I think the only thing that I would leave as a... As a, th- as a thought for the listeners of the podcast is really look into what you're eating and why you're eating it and really look into um, how it affects you. Because it's not just a matter also of like, you know, uh, I'm feeling sluggish or whatever, but sometimes it's also a matter of your mental mood and your um, your outlook on life. A lot of that, what you fuel your body with actually also helps affect your brain chemistry and your mind. So I think that it, it can, it, if you're feeling more run down and sluggish, that also affects your mental mood and you kind of look at things a little bit more pessimistically. You're mm-hmm. not looking at things uh, as clearly as you could. So That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that too. So I think... In my opinion, for me, veganism has really helped me be more positive and be more uh, clear-headed. Um, so, but the thing is, you, you, even if you adopt a vegan diet, and I, I would recommend it, I think most people would really uh, do uh, quite well health-wise by adopting a vegan diet. Make sure that the diet you choose will help you the most from a health perspective and also from an emotional perspective because we eat a lot of times we eat foods emotionally and mm. we don't really understand why we do that so really looking into that and really taking that into consideration so that when you do take a drastic well so for some people would say it's a drastic change to go to a vegan diet I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that, but but would say making a change from being like meat eater, cheese, that sort of thing, and going to a vegan diet, it can run into problems if you don't really look into the reasons why you eat the foods you eat, you know, okay, and, yeah. and, and the kind of lifestyle you lead. You have to really uh, evaluate those things. So that's the thing I would say. Really look into and evaluate your food choices and your lifestyle choices. Okay, so good food for thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate having you here. I'm looking forward to our dinner together. I and, am too. Um, <laughs> I appreciate uh, all of your good experience and your wisdom. By the way, she's a fantastic cook, folks. <laughs> thank you. Um, before I sign off, I just wanted to, um, I know I had mentioned this earlier in the podcast, I wanted to let you know about something new that I have discovered. Um, I think... Some of you who've been regular listeners know that I've been a consultant for Arbonne for almost a year and a half, and I've been using the products even longer. 
and I have just now discovered Arbonne's Fizzy Tabs. Um, these tablets, in my opinion, are amazing. I've found that they give me energy, they increase my metabolism, and they have curbed my appetite. And they're easy where I just simply um, dissolve a tablet in a bottle of water, and then after a few minutes, it's ready to drink. Um, I often struggle in the afternoons. It seems easy for me to eat healthy in the morning and eat healthy at lunch, but then by afternoon, that seems to be a really hard time for me. And it's hard for me to go from lunch to dinner without something. And often when I do decide to have a snack, I find it hard to, um, I guess, just eat a small snack. I sometimes don't know when to stop. So I would say afternoons are probably my hardest time. And then that's also when I'm looking for something to kind of just give me a boost of energy. So if I'm eating too much in the afternoon, then by the time dinner rolls around, I'm not really, I'm not ready to eat dinner or I just don't feel like eating dinner. But I have been adding the fizzy tab in my water. I've been doing that in the afternoons, and I found that when I drink the fizzy tab and the bottle of water in the afternoon, I'm able to wait until dinner to eat. Or if I do choose to have a snack, it's much easier for me to just have something small and then be satisfied. I did want to mention that there is caffeine in these tablets. One tablet is 10 calories, and it's got 50 milligrams of caffeine, but it's a different kind of caffeine. These tablets have green tea and guarana. And I actually, um, for health reasons, have to avoid caffeine because of irregular heartbeats. So it's probably been, I don't know, six years that I have not done. I don't do coffee or soda or anything. But what I have found with these fizz tabs is that, now I use half a tablet in a bottle of water. But I've been okay with these. I haven't had any problems with strange heartbeats. And I don't get that jittery feeling that I would get if I had a coffee or a soda. And um, I'm very sensitive to caffeine where it will keep me up. And I have not had that problem with the fizz tabs at all either. Um, and the tablets keep my energy on an even level. That's definitely something that I've noticed. I don't have that, um, you know, if I were to look for, you know, maybe something sweet or chocolate to kind of give me that boost. And then you kind of have that crash afterwards. One of the things that I like about the fizz tabs is I just, I can feel it. I can just feel that evenness in my body and I really like that feeling. I just can't believe it's taken me this long to discover this product but Arbonne has over 400 products so I guess I'm still kind of uh, sampling some things. And then uh, a couple of other things that have helped me as I've been trying to get healthier for 2011. In a previous podcast I talked about the protein shakes and I use um Actually, I've started using a protein shake as a meal replacement. So I either replace breakfast or I'll replace lunch with one of those shakes. And then I use the fiber powder. So uh, with the shake and the fiber powder, I'm getting 20 grams of protein and 12 grams of fiber, which I think is a great way to add that because I think I had mentioned that I'm probably about 90% vegetarian. So um, protein is something that you know, I probably don't eat enough of because I don't eat the meat. And that gives me a non-animal um, source of protein. And then I find that the fiber helps keep me feeling fuller longer. And then the last thing I'm going to mention are is the chocolate chews. Um, these chews are an herbal blend that help control appetite and also give me a boost of energy. And I think what I love best about these is um, I'm trying to kick the sweet tooth habit that I have. And... I'll sometimes it'll kind of kick in like after lunch or sometimes like that afternoon period. And I'm finding if I have one or two of those chews, it's almost kind of like chocolate taffy and it takes a while to chew it. 
Um, so it kind of gives that, you know, it gives me that sensation that I'm chewing something for a while and it's got that sweetness, although it does not have sugar in it. Um, it satisfies my sweet tooth and I can do one or two of them and get that satisfaction. Uh, so I just wanted to mention those products. Um, these products have been pivotal, pivotal in helping me with my own getting healthy goals for 2011. And I just want to mention that goals don't necessarily have to revolve around losing weight. Goals can be uh, things such as wanting to eat healthier, having more energy, maintaining hormone balance, exercising more, relieving stress, or just feeding our bodies with the right nutrients and supplements. So any of those can be goals so that as I talk about these products, it doesn't necessarily mean that it all has to revolve around losing weight. And I almost forgot to mention that Arbonne's products are vegan certified. Uh, so they do not contain any animal products or byproducts, and they do not contain any artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners either. At the end of January, I and about 15 other consultants are hosting a healthy living workshop. Uh, we're going to have uh, some guest speakers. So we're going to have a nutritionist, a fitness expert, a life coach, and then also an organic food specialist. And we will be offering some healthy plans um, along with the experience of our guest speakers so that we can help others achieve their goals for the year. So if you are interested in this workshop or if you'd like to know um, some more information about Arbonne's products, contact me by phone or email. I'd love to help you with your goals. My contact information is coming up. So have a great week. I hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast. And I hope you'll join me for the next show. My plan is to give you simple tips that will allow you to live better. And I owe it to you, my listeners, to follow my own advice. So I'm challenging myself to do just that. I would not be able to do this without the technical genius of my husband or the creative genius of my daughter. And I continue to be very grateful for all of their help and their support. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on my podcast, please call me or email me. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at 312-957-7087 or email at bbpodcast at live.com. I might even use your question on my next show. You can also find me at bbpodcast.com, which is my website. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. Lord willing, I will be with you on my next show. Have a joyful, healthy week, and let's live beautifully. Simple information to help you live beautifully and bloom where you are.